listening to the cannabis hangout two girls one bowl and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana my name is brandon and my name is saba we will be connecting with the community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people sharing stories from medical marijuana patients and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths so we invite you to come roll with us while while we break break it all down. down Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Cannabis Hangout. I'm Saab. And I'm Brandon. As a part of our industry leaders series, today we're interviewing a brand that you've heard us talk about multiple times. We are so excited that these guys took time out of their busy lives to join us. We've talked about a lot about full spectrum versus distillate, and today we have the amazing guys from Mammoths to tell us a little bit more about full spectrum, how their journey began, and the waves they've been making in our industry. So guys, please welcome Derek and Blake, the guys behind Mammoths, to the Cannabis Hangout. Hello, Hello. Cannabis Hangout. <laughs> hey, Sam. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for being here. here. Oh, um, thank you for having us. Absolutely. So this is the first time that we've actually had two people on the podcast well, that we're yeah. interviewing oh, instead wow. of one person. So this nice. will be a fun conversation. So we'll just kind of, y'all feel free to answer interrupt each other, each other whatever well i'm used to speaking over everybody okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it'll work out then but let's let's start out we could do like maybe individually on like where your cannabis journey began and just kind of where you started from you want to start blake um yes um where mine began probably 20 years ago now 18 i was probably around 18 37 now um it began by asking the guy with dreadlocks if I could buy some weed. <laughs> there you go. And, yeah. uh, I had dreadlocks at the time. Me. Oh, was it you? <laughs> was it you? <laughs> I was like, whoa. Full circle. It was, in, it was in college uh, at uh, Stillwater, and I, the guy at the dorms who had dreads was like, that guy has weed, or at least he knows where to get weed. So I went and asked that guy, and a couple days later, he sold me mostly stems and seeds, but... <laughs> It did the it job. It was on. Yeah. It was on. You kind of deserved that for stereotyping. Right, right. You know, that's right. how I look at that in the end. Who else are you going to go up to for the first yeah, time? Yeah, in like, college, it's hard. Right. You get there. You know. At least he wasn't going to be offended. He was like, what the hell? Weed? I don't know. No, one time, so. where were, were we in? No. Okay. One time I was in New Zealand and we were desperately looking for weed and they told me to go up to the guy with the dreadlocks and you know what he said to me? what the fuck do I look like? I don't sell weed. And I was like, oh, this is really embarrassing. Right, right. Wow. I feel like he could also have been a youth group leader. Maybe. So, you yeah. know, maybe like you, you, yeah. you, you, took a, you took a gamble. I like that it worked out for you. I like that it worked out. Someone, though, that's like 18 or 19 with dreads is a pretty solid bet. That's Someone true. who's like 35 to 40 Not so much. could be like a skateboarding youth pastor. <laughs> yeah, right. that's true. <laughs> you just never know. Very true. It's so you've been yes. you've been smoking since like you were eighteen, you would say. Yeah, about then. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about you? I was um, in sixth grade, going to private school in Dell City, and I had been bragging that I'd smoked weed a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> bragging, right? But in reality, you had not. In reality, I had never seen weed. I didn't even know what it looked like, but I had smoked it a bunch. You were a phony. <laughs> so. So sure enough, one of the kids in my grade actually smoked weed. It was like the kid you never would have suspected. Yep. 
but he lived had close dreads. to the yeah <laughs> <laughs> had dreadlocks. No. Um, but he uh, one day came. He and I were two of the students who would always be at school early. Mm-hmm. Like our parents needed to drop us off a yes. little early, so mm-hmm. we were kind of always like milling around and kind of getting into trouble anyway. That's mm-hmm. that's usually where I would go. Is <laughs> And so, Shock. so his name was Steve. I won't say his last name just in case he's listening. But uh, Steve one day brought a little tinfoil thing, opens it up, and there's this you know green looking stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my god, it's about to happen! <laughs> <laughs> and so he and I went. There was a brand, a, a oh Brannon's, uh, which is a um, a uh, supermarket. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's still there, but there was a Brannon's on the corner, and there's wow. this little alley right mm-hmm. behind. Brannon's. Did you say Brannon? Brannon, like me. Uh yeah yeah like spelled like B R A N N A O N I'm an A N yeah yeah no, wow so, yeah Brandon's was a supermarket weird uh huh that's cool uh, I didn't even you know when I just said it too I like didn't you even put two like, and two oh, together yeah. Yeah, I was like when are you trying to get my attention what are you saying <laughs> is this some weird elaborate joke <laughs> yeah. uh, no no it's not so we went in between the alley there uh, there at Brandon's and he used the tin foil that he had had the the weed wrapped mm-hmm. up into also we made a little pipe out of it like used a pencil to forge yeah. it, forged it around the pencil you pulled the pencil out you got your little wow yeah uh each of us probably got two three hits uh, i didn't really feel much went inside uh maybe five minutes into sitting in the class i was wrecked <laughs> and i'm oh looking God. around and i'm like oh <laughs> fart <Yeah>. and <laughs> Go to the, I, I tell Miss McGee, that was her name, uh, I needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I go to the bathroom and I splash some water on my face and I'm like looking at my eyes and I'm like, oh, you look, you look crazy. <laughs> I probably didn't look that crazy because I went back to class and like nobody noticed except for Steve the whole day. He's looking at me cockeyed with this, little, with this little <laughs> shit eating grin and nah, because he was in the same headspace. And so we're all day. We're just like shooting we each other that glance of like, yeah, yeah we look crazy. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I went back to class and all I re- really re- remember doing that day was like doodling a bunch on my That's so funny. You know so, what I mean? Like, I don't remember listening. I just remember kind of like being at, on the paper and just kind of doodling. Drawing Wait, so this, was this middle school that, or high uh, school? This was middle. Oh, no. When I middle, this was, uh, because sixth grade there was your last oh, year wow. of elementary school. So you little rebel, you. And then, uh, <laughs> hell, by Bad freshman kid. year of high school, because you needed to be able, I mean, you know, it, the monster of cannabis back in the day was that no matter what, you were going to become a dealer. Yep. Like, hmm. it, didn't, it didn't matter. You, even if you just wanted to buy the occasional sack. Mm-hmm. At one point, you found yourself with a QP, and you needed to divvy it out and sell it to friends. Yeah. I mean, it just didn't matter. It just, That's like, just, happened. Yep. That, it, it's just oh, how it happened. Too. Yeah. Well, because you would go to a place needing a quarter, and basically, the person would say, nah, like, I got QPs for sale. And yeah. you're like, oh, well, I need just a quarter bag, but I guess I could buy that. And I've what got friends who are always looking for bags. <laughs> I've always got friends who are looking for bags. Yeah, yeah, just connecting the dots. It was it was the cycle. It was the mm-hmm. cyclical thing of, like, a harmless way. Right, that you weren't a drug dealer, but you were, because you just were, mm-hmm. if you were the person that month who could hook it up for mm-hmm. your set of friends... You were a drug dealer for a month, and it may become. It may you be had three, that title. Maybe three or four more months before you were maybe Silent. the dude, and then you had a dude out of your group who always like. And then you had three or four friends that you could call the, when you yeah, were out who were true. like, "Hey yep. man, where is it?" Full well, circle. Yeah, yeah. So 
Oh, yeah, it God. started early. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so was there a point in time when you realized cannabis was more than just getting high and the ways that it can change and benefit different people with different ailments? At what point did it click for you that you were like, oh my, like, this is like, this is it. Like, like it's more is, medicine. Yeah, too. it's not it's so not much just, just like getting high. It was pretty early for me just because i would for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay it would it, i would sit around with friends and we'd smoke a blunt and i visibly noticed that like all of them were in a different place than me mm-hmm. and that i could still sit there and, and formulate any kind of thought or sentence mm-hmm. just like i needed to i could articulate the way i needed mm-hmm. to um that it was just helping the world slow down yeah. enough for me to sometimes even uh, be able to formulate those kind of thoughts mm-hmm. And I knew that because I'd gone to a child psychologist as a kid who told me I had ADD and ADHD. And so, you know, very shortly after I took that first hit and it was like, oh, like this just calms me to that place. You could feel a difference. That they yeah. said Ritalin yeah. was going to, but Ugh, I yeah. fucking hated Ritalin. It yeah. made yeah. horrible. Makes it you feel, feel crazy, horrible. probably. Yeah. No kid should be on Ritalin. Yeah. yeah. I didn't feel like myself. I, I, and that's what I told my mom. Uh, that was right before they found out that I had been selling it to classmates. <laughs> I told my mom, like, I just don't feel yeah. like myself. I, it yeah. makes me feel like a different person and one that I don't really like. And so, and what are you going to say to your son whenever he tells you that? Well, considering my kids are 10 and 11 mm-hmm. and absolutely know that I own a cannabis business. Yeah. It's a different ball game now. It's a different ball game now. And, mm-hmm. and I think that what, as a parent, just like a, as an advocate for cannabis, I'm always trying to do is show people the responsible side of cannabis. Yeah. So I hope that's what my kids have seen over the years. That's a good perspective. That is a very good perspective. Is that it's not always just a negative and mm-hmm. trying to change that uh, stereotype. And it starts with our, you know, kids. Yeah. Young, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. the quicker and more we can normalize it into our everyday life and society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Better. For sure. I and, think and so you're going to, you know, people are going to hear Blake say the word normalize and, and automatically <laughs> jump at that and try yeah. to say that there's a, a negative to that. But it's just so many people. In fact, our, in, in, our normalized entire, already. Our, it uh, is, yeah, but our entire totally. culture, even the most um, conservative person typically wouldn't bat an eye at someone at a restaurant drinking a beer. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And that person's with their family and they're having mm-hmm. a beer. And with their kids might be with beer, them too. Right. And nobody's yeah. going to sh- throw a, a, a hissy fit mm-hmm. over the, the booth two over and those people enjoying an, exactly. a, a beer. And I yeah. think that's how it should be. Like in your household, I feel like some people just can't get past that. Like they have kids and that they're smoking marijuana whenever the kids like go to sleep like on the back porch you know to and like super paranoid i feel Mm -hmm. like but i think it's like very admirable with people i know who have kids and they use cannabis to like for them to be able to like see them smoking but like they know it's like that's medicine like they know Mm -hmm. it's natural and they know like or their parents might give them cbd oil you know to help them out in certain ways but if they can also see mom and dad use cannabis and then oh yeah mom and just goes and she finishes the things she's doing around the house and dad he goes yes. and he finishes yes. all the mm-hmm. chores he has that's the next step and, and then the we whole- have dinner and life is just normal normal yes. 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 mom and dad aren't getting crazy because yeah. they just they're like stoned out of their minds like you if you're drunk like right. you might notice your parents being a little dad's wild all day yep. the lawn. dad's mm-hmm. pissed off at night right yes. yeah there's it no pissed off happens. yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what level alcoholic you are mm-hmm. um by the end of the day you're a mess Yes. Yes. And that's just how it is. And mm-hmm. you can smoke cannabis all day long. In fact, 
We do it often. And <laughs> and by the end of the night, yeah. I'm actually just a much more, uh, I I'm, I'm want to listen more. Yeah. I'm much more empathetic. Mm-hmm. I'm much more like, what, buddy? Come on, little, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, if anything, my kids notice, like, you know what, at night, dad's much more rad. Yeah. Have you noticed that? <laughs> Sis, have you noticed dad's cooler yeah. tonight? You, yes. We I, all tend yeah. to like each other The way they more. talk yeah. about it is different from the way you would talk about any other substance. Yeah. yeah. You, you know? Yeah. Which is really cool to see. Yeah. I think that's like where it starts. For sure. You know? Mm-hmm. With your kids too. But so what? at what point did you guys to decide to start a cannabis company together? Oof. Oh, like a week yeah. after it. Passed? The legislation passed after 788. We okay. we talked. And I mean, I'd say the next day we kind of like floated. Like, should we? Throw For sure, there was some text. I was down in like... San Antonio, and on a family vacation, I do remember Blake texting me saying like, "Oh, can fucking crazy it passed." And then and then I think maybe in jest, but floating. Yeah, like, yeah. do we start a? company like we know a lot about it right. <laughs> we know been, a lot about the plant we've been, we've yeah. been doing and that's what the people little... need here yeah we've been to other states mm-hmm. yeah we've, um yeah definitely we had we had gone out and visited more than just colorado's mm-hmm. recreation because everywhere's market. so different oh it's, everyone's it, so different oklahoma is yeah. its own mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. yep like mm-hmm. don't bring the rules from california colorado washington nope. or oregon here no. that's a great thing that's a great point to make yeah it mm-hmm. is because i feel like when people go to other states like mm-hmm. even now uh, now that i've been in the industry for a year and i go and i've told brandon this a bunch when i go to colorado and seattle I'm almost very disappointed when I go because Oklahoma's market is, you know, like my edible tolerance is very high. So going to those states and getting being capped at 100 milligrams, I'm like, wait, like, yeah, yes, which is so crazy to me. And I'm like, nope, that's just absolutely not going to fly. And then the only thing that I love is like, obviously, flour there is so good concentrates. But like even cartridges, I've stopped buying because like cartridges here are so good and i know what's going in them and i know yeah. the people behind them so it's more easier for me to trust and believe like a in local community exactly and i like love the oklahoma city community or the oklahoma community so hard in cannabis that going to other states i have an appreciation yes and i realize it's so different but i always love coming back because it's i think the last time that blake and i were in seattle which was last october to purchase our second eden co2 extraction machine um we revisited a lot of those brands that we had loved mm-hmm. three, four years ago. Yeah. And that we just thought like, set oh, as we, they were a benchmark. kind yeah, of. Yeah. Set, set that as our benchmark of, Oh, if we could ever make a product that tastes like that mm-hmm. and went back in out of the three that we really loved, um, two of them, we were like, I think we beat that. And then on the third, we were definitely like, nah, that dude, or we actually knew the guy's named Cannabis Reverend, but it's like, mm-hmm. that guy's still yeah. killing it. Doing something. Wow. <laughs> He's doing something that's some magic. Wow. Some, some magic. Magic. That's really cool to go back and see that, though. Like, you've been there, you've been, you've, like, know the market, but then going back and trying those products again to know that, like, you guys are doing it right, you know? And you guys are doing it better, which is really cool, because those people have been around a little bit longer than y'all, but you guys have, like, surpassed them almost. Which well, really and that's cool. in our own. No, but I mean, even arrogant. I mean, listen. Egos. I mean, I mean, listen. My head's about to fly <laughs> off my body. <laughs> Actually, it's true. The um, prepackaged flour, though, in the Pacific Northwest, like I, that is killer. Like I, oh, their flour. I think, I think Oklahoma flour is wonderful. Don't get me wrong. Like we have some beautiful growers, but obviously, bigger states have had more time and. 
I was saying I did not like. Oh, the you didn't. How you're looking at a wall of jars, and you have to go up and look at every jar, and like oh. how buying pre-flour in um, Washington State is terrible. Oh, see, I didn't. I didn't buy pre-packaged. I will say there were infused joints for twelve dollars with keep Which and hash. Right. So Which much. are great. I will say though, the pre-packaged <laughs> flour. We had Willie's pre Willie's Reserve in Colorado, and we got Golden Goat, and it was really great. It was, and that was his flower. Phenomenal, because like phenomenal. Willie Nelson, if you're listening right now, buddy, which I've I've heard he listens to the cast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard this. Oh is shoot, Willie! Yeah. Willie needs to come on the podcast. <laughs> but if he's listening, um, buddy, whoever is handling your brands in <laughs> some other states is blowing it. And really? Yes, I've had some Willie stuff that was like. Is this for real? Willie? Willie really? didn't sign off on no. this. Willie didn't. His sign. name might just be on it. it yeah. You think so, Brandon? Mm. Yes. <laughs> Wait a second. Dun dun dun. It's just um, like the Cheech stuff. Like uh, oh, I don't, I don't even know that. if Cheech sorry, I'm no, <laughs> no, this isn't open. Well, now, this is an open mic. Yeah, this Blake, open don't mic. go after Cheech Marin. <laughs> Everyone knows he pulls no. Like he's just getting old. He's just getting. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. The man's getting old. There you go. So, what is mammoth, and what do you guys specialize in? Blake, you wanna take what mammoth, is mammoth? We are a CO2 cannabis processing company. We specialize in high terpene, full spectrum extractions. Um, I uh, then pass that on to Derek. Where Tell did, us that, what where full did mammoth come from? Well, so um, mammoth actually came from. Blake's wife was doing some research early on. In fact, I mean, it they should be here in place of I, us, let's be real. Like, I don't know why they, you didn't bring them. They have much more to do with Mammoth. They're much smarter. Oh, so we'll everything. Do a, we'll do a everything. With that. You probably should. <laughs> yes. And that's the one. People are going to listen to both of them mm-hmm. and just be like, why? Like, <laughs> what, are these, what do these yahoos even yahoos. have to do with the organization? <laughs> Love that. Um, but no, Sam... Uh, we were we were doing a lot of research on things that um, pertain to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. but maybe that weren't cliche. Slap you in the face um, yeah. because yes. there's no cliched Oklahoma cannabis brands like with any Oklahoma cliches. Like there's none of that. Um, so we wanted to just try and like do that, but maybe not yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a mammoth human die off site mm-hmm. in the city of. I'm going to say this wrong, but it's Dombro. Dimbo? Dimbo, Oklahoma. I don't even know if it's a city. It's down near um, Anadarko. It's called the Dimbo Canyon. Okay, so maybe it wasn't even a city necessarily. But, um... A town? Wait a second. The Dim- I think maybe I camped there one time. The Dimbo? In the canyon, because there definitely was this... I read this little marker, a historical oh. marker, about like um, them finding caveman bones down there, and they used this little uh, portion of this little pond lake to clean oh, the uh, cool. animals, and that's how they, they even found, and they oh, found wow. like a lot of the remains in the uh, sediment. The under Dumbo the, Canyon. The Dumbo Canyon. Dumb- okay. Dumbo. 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 I wonder Paleo if... Indian archaeological site, a mammoth kill in the prairie of southwest Oklahoma. Oh, Wow. And so it's a Both huge, incomplete. huge mammoth die-off site there. And oh. there's humans. like Where they had slaughtered them there. So they found tools also. Oh, wow. of, and they still find mammoth teeth out in those fields down in like the southwest part of Oklahoma. So well, they, they also find shark teeth, too, because That's at crazy, one time right? there was a lowland seas that were marking oh, up their way through wow. uh, Oklahoma. 
And so you would find shark teeth and stuff here on the plains. Wow. Oklahoma has seen a very prehistoric past, and I think that's where we were kind of going. A lot of okay, times, yeah. people a lot of times people equate uh, the, those the prehistoric stuff to like the California tar pits yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that we um, a lot of times forget what happened probably here in the middle too. Um, yeah. Especially there's the big mm-hmm. Mound City in Missouri. I don't know if you know anything about that, nope. but they're thinking that it was larger than. Um, like Mexico City. Oh wow! Uh, at one Tequan. time, Tequan. Oh. do what? Teotihuacan, whatever Mexico City uh, is. The ancient not name of it. Teotihuacan. Is that what? Something it? like that. Teo, yeah, Teotihuacan. Interesting. So That's did cool. did a, the mammoth? Is that so kind of what from. inspired you guys to start the company? Because it was close Actually, to the Oklahoma. Just the brand. The yeah. company like the had name. already. Yeah, mm-hmm. we already had the idea. Okay. At that point, it was more about branding. Like, mm-hmm. what do we want to? have right be the thing that yeah reflects our personalities the oil that's the pretty cool ties i was back to oklahoma yeah, yeah the ties to oklahoma because yeah. we are oklahomans mm-hmm. lived here our whole lives blake did have a short like three-year stint in texas so baja oklahoma as i call it baja, or baja <laughs> oklahoma as i call texas <laughs> um but so yeah you know graduated from oklahoma state university studied botany there okay oh, um, wow so you know, that's we, dope. yeah, we, we are Oklahomans. That is awesome. So with Mammoth, what, so full spectrum, talking full spectrum stuff, what is that for someone who has no idea that you, that y'all do with your brand? Uh, I mean, I think if you have no idea, the easiest way to equate it is to the way that w- lots of times we put it to people. And this is for someone who has no clue really about cannabis mm-hmm. is we equate it to alcohol. Okay. Which I don't like to equate it to alcohol, but we equate it to... But it seems like a, an easy, easy equation analogy. to make or analogy. For people to right. Right. Mm-hmm. grasp. Um, we put it as like 99 bananas is in, every, is in most liquor stores, right? It's a highly refined liquor with an artificial flavoring added back. It's 99% alcohol, alcohol. with wow. some with banana, banana flavoring, flavoring thrown mm-hmm. on top. That's distillate. Okay. Mammoth is full spectrum in that it's going to be like a really good like whiskey, whiskey, like rum. It's bourbon, going to have some notes of where it came from. You're going to take sugar cane or whatever your, your base you're gonna, was. You're going to try to bring out its essence mm-hmm. and have it go through that fermentation process, right? Okay, through yeah. barreling, through, through certain processes, but you know where that product kind of came from. There's, mm-hmm. and those notes are there. And where does the, where in alcohol by volume does do those kind of products sit? 50, 60, 70, mm-hmm. right? Yes. That's where a full spectrum concentrate is going to sit. Yeah. Where does distillate sit? In the 90s. 90s. You've refined mm-hmm. it down so much so that the flavor's gone. You have to mm-hmm. just add back flavor. And some people say that they've add, added back cannabis-derived terpenes, and that's all fine and, and dandy. But that's like saying that you're going to take Everclear, mm-hmm. add back sugar cane um, terps, <laughs> and now it's just like rum. It's just like rum. Just like super yeah. rum. The fuck it is. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty right. simple. It's no, just rum flavored alcohol. Right, right. That's still just 99% or 98% THC with some flavoring. No. Like straight up and down. Now, for someone who does know a bit about cannabis, we would say that yeah, the that's spectrum the, also. That's the layman's. <laughs> that when you, when you distill cannabis oil, you change, radically change the chemistry of that oil. Mm-hmm. You, you are burning off the terpenes. And separating them, you are converting a lot of the cannabinoids mm-hmm. to the heaviest cannabinoids, being CBD and THC. So, a lot of those smaller cannabinoids are going to convert over, 
and you're just left with something that doesn't resemble the plant that it came from. Um, I we can't promise that every one of our oils is going to hundred percent be a representation of that strain, but mm-hmm. that that is our goal yeah. every time we extract is to retain as much of the essence of that mm-hmm. plant in our extract as we can. Um, and so I think that's really you know the main thing is is keeping the chemistry as intact as possible mm-hmm. and um it's not flour and we tell people that all the time like mm-hmm. we started mammoth we we probably should have got into this a little earlier when you kind of asked about like but we started mammoth out of a passion for we love flour mm-hmm. i mean blake and i are just like we love flour smoking. and hash and well we yeah all, we love really. it all but but it's it's kind of so started with a with a real passion for flour and finding that um even in the legal states that we've been to that a lot of the vape carts just kind of fell short of that experience. Yeah. And then once we had a few of the companies that made these full spectrum products mm-hmm. and we educated ourselves on what kind of what the difference was, it was a no brainer of like, mm-hmm. what are we going to make? Oh, we're going to make a full spectrum oil. Like that's yep. because we love flour. And so if we're going to have, if I'm going to, in those times where I need the convenience of a vape cart, mm-hmm. I still want the flour experience yes. as close as I can. To be able to taste it. Right. Yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to hit, uh, you know, some watermelon flavored um, yeah, vape that. cart that's, yeah. and then in 15 minutes need to hit it again because it just doesn't have those kind of lasting effects that I a full that. spectrum. Interesting. That was a really good explanation. Good job, guys. Um, so tell me what type <laughs> we've of... Never had, we've never had to say that before. <laughs> First time on a podcast. Um, so what type of patient do you think that mammoth is good for? All of them. Absolutely. 100% of patients who care about themselves. That's probably not true, though, at the same time. Like, someone who's maybe brand new to cannabis and Mm -hmm. necessarily doesn't like the smell or taste of weed Mm -hmm. will probably not like our cartridges. That's actually the first question I ask when people come in for cartridges. I say, do you want to taste flavor? Do you want to taste flour? Because I feel like that makes a big difference in their experience. Right, for sure. Like, one of our friends, Krista, she hates the taste of flour, so she probably wouldn't enjoy a mammoth cartridge. Right. Which is so bizarre to me. I'm 30. 39 years old and so like i don't even understand when someone says like i love cannabis but i just don't like smoking flour because or the smell of it I'm i like, didn't what? even know there was right? the there really though. wasn't options until 10 years ago yeah and so it's mm-hmm. like uh, fuck you what would you have done 20 years, years ago five years ago until <laughs> well even yeah. vaping at yeah. that point that's mm-hmm. what i'm saying that like that really wasn't even an option mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you could dry herb vape but we all know what that experience is like yeah like some popcorn or weird mm-hmm. even the best dry herb vaporizer yeah. again if, if any of you dry herb vaporizer the manufacturers is pretty good the Dynavap does hit pretty good. But um, any of you other dry herb vaporizer <laughs> manufacturers. No, my volcano's pretty solid. You're blowing it. <laughs> like, what? the first hit tastes good. The first, like, two hits taste good. And I the need rest a little more. Yeah, okay, I was going to say, yeah. I need a little more than yeah. the rest. And it's How many times you break out the volcano anymore? Not very often. Exactly. Because I have so many. I'd be always rolling joints now. Right. And it's, a, it's, a, it's work. It's a pain yeah. in the ass. That's true. I have that big, giant balloon crinkling and that fan it's just a lot of fucking work i always for some reason my friend had one of those and every time the like the balloon was blowing up did you guys ever watch webster no remember when he get pulled off by the balloon someone (laughs) listening knows you're talking about i I sure hope so because (laughs) there was a a kid named webster and this large balloon his dad handed it to him and and the next thing you know his dad's having to turn around and grab his leg and pull him out of the sky (laughs) 
And for some reason, I don't know, like certain things just like remind in that mm-hmm. bag always. I'd be like, yeah, I feel like funny. Webster. That is kind of a good analogy, <laughs> though. Like, really are we talking about the Webster analogy is not a great analogy? <laughs> yeah, because the, <laughs> the volcano whole... lifts you into the, <laughs> to the next realm. So other, so other than you guys being full spectrum, because I know that's something to take pride in. We're what also is, best friends. Yes. <laughs> and your best friends definitely take pride in that. I know Seriously, Sava and I do. That's why it works. Yeah. BFFs. I right mean, here. yeah, BFFs. you it, it it works really well. But what would what sets y'all apart? Do you think from like other cart companies besides just being full spectrum? Is there anything specific other than that y'all can think of? How long is this podcast? As, well, normally it ends at 30 minutes, but since there's two of you guys, we can probably extend it a little bit because we mm. haven't even gotten through half of our questions. Mm. Uh, it can be a simple answer. Yeah. yeah doesn't have sure. to be an explanation or we can pass because we already know why Mamas dance all. I mean, honestly, I think there's a lot of people in this industry who are really trying hard. And I think there's a lot of people doing it right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't want to discredit anyone else. Right. Yeah. I, so I think, that, I, I think that. that there's so many people that are really trying hard and, and doing the right thing that um, the only thing I would say that makes Mammoth maybe stand out is just that um, Blake and I do come with maybe a, a different kind of passion that's that is cannabis focused, but at the same time, like not everyone has that yeah. same drive or passion it's true. Yeah. relationship. It's, true. it's really not. Um, I will say something that sets you guys apart is that you guys are the only cart company that I know that put the terpene and the cannabinoid profile on the back. We were the first. There, I think there's some people now, but there's- we were the first, and anyone who. Um, says otherwise i feel like terpenes weren't really aren't i haven't seen any terpene breakdowns i've only seen cannabinoid breakdowns on other cart brands how are you ever going to know what you like unless you know what's in that product how are you ever going to learn what terpenes what cannabinoids work for you like you definitely totally agree you definitely Mm -hmm. can't say you're medicating yeah i mean mammoth is the brand (laughs) that maybe that's it mammoth (laughs) is the brand that if you want to say oh this vape cart i'm medicating with I will okay, absolutely, because you know what's in it. Yeah, you know what's help. You know, either helping or not helping. Right at this point, mm-hmm. um, and that's how you can go forward with medicating in the future. Yeah, if you just know like the top two cannabinoids and that it has four percent. Yeah, terps mm-hmm. with like here's the f- top two mm-hmm. THC CBD. Yeah. yeah, total. That's yeah. nice to have that. And you know, you down. can always yeah. go on the back of a mammoth cart, hover your phone over the QR code, go right to the you labs. Don't need a QR app. Just the regular old phone. You okay. don't even, just the old regular phone. phone does camera it. app works. Yeah. Boom. Okay. And then the other QR code takes you to your personalized Spotify, Spotify playlist. playlist. That's really cool. That's okay, another that's really cool dope. thing. That I did Mammoth not does. know that. Yeah, they create really? Spotify yeah. playlists for. Is it different? A- every cart every has cart. its own. Every cart. Every wow. And we've had a few. What? We've had a few guest curators, and so maybe in the future, like we can figure out a cannabis yes. hangout I'm guest so curation. Dope. That would be dope. Fifteen songs. Let yeah, you get know. to. Don't give us fifteen. We put "Who Let the Dogs Out" to fill in the rest <laughs> yes. of the song. So that song. So you send us we thirteen people who only send us thirteen. We'll like, definitely give you those 15. two more. Yeah, we'll definitely give you two more. We're gonna put "Who Let the Dogs Out" on there. That's <laughs> cool. I think that Twice. makes the experience like just a lot different, more personable, enjoyable, yeah, sure. special. Well, we do sit there and try and and um, off premise, of course, enjoy the product mm-hmm. and sit there and think about like what. Like, what songs are you feeling right now? It's like a mood. Like, That's like the best way to do it, though. It's so organic. Like, naturally just, like, rolling with the way you're feeling and inspiring other people with it. And we try to give people, um, like, we don't just put on there what we like, because Mm -hmm. how boring is that? (laughs) Um, 
even though I, I mean, I feel right, not like everyone has the same taste that might be running through your head at the time. <laughs> no, they absolutely yeah. don't. I think we can uh, rest assured they don't. Um, but yeah, so we do try to kind of mix it up and throw some things on there that are even new to us. And, mm-hmm. and so we're learning and exploring while we get to do it too, which is fun. That's really cool. I feel like, I mean, obviously definitely nobody's doing that. So that's really dope. That yes. Creating that experience, you know, the full circle experience. Yeah. Well, full spectrum. Yeah. That's what that also really is. <laughs> yeah. There you um, go. Full spectrum life. So how do you guys choose? Full spectrum Hashtag life. full spectrum life. No. <laughs> so how do you guys choose the farms that you um, get your flower from and choose to work with? Is that like a vetting process you guys go through? Is oh, it's just whoever will talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> so few. Yeah, if you'll return our phone calls, it's on. All right. Growers, no, we do try and, and be pretty, pretty picky, mm-hmm. and uh, we really anymore. It's usually based on where have you get been getting your flower tested. Yeah, and uh, there's a few labs that if you tell me your flower's been getting tested there, if we like you, I'll say, can you have it tested somewhere, somewhere different? Else? Yeah, <laughs> and um, if they don't want to, then we just kick the can down the road. There's there's plenty of great growers in the hmm. state. That's yeah. really cool. But yeah, it's it, right now with the uh, shit show that is the labs, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have the the few that we feel like we vetted and trust and yeah. and really the rest, I, I just can't speak on. Maybe there, so maybe there, there's 22 out there that are on the mm-hmm. list. So okay. there's, so there's bound to be a couple that are doing it right. How yeah. many do you guys use? One now. One. Yeah, nice. One. one. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's, and that's we're, pretty we're pretty vocal, like on Instagram. I yeah. mean, I'm not going to necessarily use, go into it, but yeah, we're pretty yeah. vocal about who we use. And like mm-hmm. I said, you can always just go to the QR code and figure out really Check easy. it out. Yeah. Absolutely. So what would you guys say is like the most challenging part of being in this industry that you guys are in specifically with what you're doing? Like what's been the hardest part? Trial? Dang the course, maybe, Blake? I mean, just keeping your head up. And just going. Can and feel like, that. Right. And that can be frustrating. It's starting any new business can. And mm-hmm. this is a new industry, new business in a new industry. New regulations. New regulations. Mm-hmm. It's uh, highly competitive. Mm-hmm. So it's just keeping, staying positive. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good, I think yeah. Asaba and I could agree with that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's, yeah. yeah. That's staying positive. To, and and to knowing. have a bad couple days and then just like, everything's bad. But, you know, <laughs> it's not. It, you, it, it's Finding perspective is yes, is it's so important. It, it's important too because right. helps you grow. Yeah. And it's nice right. that there's mm-hmm. two best friends because when one of you is in a bad headspace, the other one can check the other, which we sometimes have to do. Yeah, that, usually so that nice. is how it works too. It's like yeah. one of us will be. Yeah, <laughs> I could not make a phone call this morning. So I made I the phone the call because headspace. I was in a, I was in the good headspace. Yeah. So you know, sometimes like we can relate to that. Yeah, really, it's nice yeah. to have that other person that you can always bounce off of. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Um, so you guys always seem like you're having a great time together in whatever you do, little troublemakers. Um, what's your most memorable cannabis experience together? Yeah, we have yeah. a lot. First um, thing that pops to your yeah. head. Because we used to, uh, pre-children, uh, we did a lot of uh, like long-distance backpacking trips together. Oh, that's cool. Um, on, you know, like trails, mm-hmm. like hopping on the Washita National Trail and things like that. Heck yeah. Um, and so there's really some hysterical tent stories <laughs> where you're reined in for the day, you're in a tent, um, with a big bag of weed, with a big, <laughs> big bag of weed and a big bag of gouda cheese, and oh, wow. yeah, oh, wow, that sounds dangerous. It, it, right, right. <laughs> and so more. by six o'clock, your belly is is rock hard, <laughs> full of gouda cheese. <laughs> you're laughing at at everything, everything because you're 
you're just worn going. Out. You're worn out. You're silly because, and, and it just keeps raining. So we've had a few of those. Experiences. Yeah, so you really are. You're not like going to go out. In well, <laughs> and in particular, the the Gouda experience. Um, a, a pack of um, Boy Scouts had passed us that night and gone down further to the like by the river. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, this sounds morbid, but <laughs> we did do a, like at first we kind of got laughing about like those poor. Fucking Boy Scouts, like Are I getting washed away. Yeah, we, we, we kept saying like the water was the, rising. The water was rising. We were like, well, do we need to move? They yeah. were down. They were down even oh, lower, and they had like these, but they had like four Scoutmasters. Oh yeah, like so some adults. So like mm-hmm. we didn't feel like we needed to pack our stuff up and go like, check on them. Right, but we definitely were like, should we watch the creek for <laughs> for chillins like floating by because. So, yeah, are there leaders doing and, that? And, and you're right. It was crazy. So I do remember us having a pretty good twenty, maybe it was ten minutes. That's little, funny. Like, Those are like high thoughts too, though. Like you, if was. you've been smoking yeah. a lot of weed in the tent, like you're probably just thinking are like we strategically. Have to go save those kids. Right. We're gonna save those kids tonight, aren't we? We're yeah, just being good guys. Right. <laughs> we have a ton. I, I would probably say the most memorable though is driving equipment back from Washington State. I mean, like that. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty. Like, yeah. Driving. But we weren't smoking at all that drive, Blake. Never, never. never. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Like, there were states we were definitely clinching through. Oh yeah, Utah. Utah. Yeah, Idaho, you don't want to get Wyoming. caught in Utah really? with a bit with a, a, a cannabis extractor in the back. Right. Of the U-Haul. What the hell are you doing with that? Yeah. yeah. Are you going? <laughs> right. No, Utah would not be the state to necessarily get caught with that in. Yeah. Okay. So tell me something that I know we've kind of talked about a little bit, but that Oklahoma is lacking in the industry that you feel like needs more time needs to be invested in. I know we could talk about like lab testing, but what would you lab testing? Yeah. (laughs) It's a loaded question. Blake already said we weren't going to talk about that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So lab testing is one of them, but like, I don't know, probably just also research on cannabis. Okay. Mm-hmm. So minimal and yes. like we need to know more. That's just not in Oklahoma. That's Oh yeah, no, that, yeah, worldwide. sorry. I like I did take it like um, to a, a No, that's a okay. But level. that's real here too. Yeah, Education yeah. that like sure. what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, more time to mature. I, I mean, I still think there's a pretty big bubble with shops. I yeah. Mean, there's still a ton of shops out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Yeah, out. totally. It's totally, I don't know. I don't know that that's still sustainable, the number of shops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. That's um, the main thing I can see. Yeah. Time, so what's next for Mammoth? Is there anything else you guys are getting your hands into? Well, the second machine, we're really, we're working on getting that up and running. So that will increase production quite nice. a bit. Um, the fans need it. The people need it. <laughs> We've had a, yeah, we need to increase production. So yeah, that, that a second machine, it's a little larger, a little newer. So that'll help um, nice. quite a bit. Um I think that's a big focus of ours right now is getting that going. Um, and then from there, I mean, we both, we love flour. We don't have any intent of growing flour, but we also love hash, mm-hmm. getting into some sort of hash making. We both have a passion for hash. Right on. So. What is y'all, what would you say individually your favorite carts are that you guys, you guys have done? Made. Yeah. Oh, ever? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's tough. By Mammoth. I think I know mine. It's probably Golden Goat. Yeah, Blake really likes the okay. Golden Goat, yeah, um, yeah, and I like one. it all right. It's definitely not my favorite. Blake, I'm so with that's, you on that. That's what's crazy is how different people's taste buds. Yeah. I, love, I love that. I love that Golden Goat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Blake's favorite is one that mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, Meh. What was the one you gave us in there, Derek? Uh, 
That is one of those. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ragnarok, I think. No, yeah, I think it is Ragnarok. Yeah, that, you're right. Yeah, that's an inner circle grows. Gotcha. Ragnarok. So, um, that one I've been wanting to, I've been actually yeah. wanting to try that. I remember when he came into the dispensary, this is when prices were yet, like, really, really high. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he, he brought Folk the Ragnarok and it was 30%. And, yeah, actually. And he took a dope <laughs> picture in our chair. He loved it. He wanted to, he was such Charlie's a nice guy. But wild. I remember his Ragnarok was testing so high and my eyeballs were popping out of my head. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this looks, stuff looks awesome. But um, I would say my favorite maybe was, man, this new Night Terror okay. was, was mm. really good. I, was. I definitely smoked that to the very end. Okay. Um, and I think, like, there was an early Super Sour Diesel. It wasn't the second round of Super Sour Diesel, so I, uh, you know, I'm sorry for people who got the first round of Super <laughs> Sour Diesel, then they got the second, because I think that there was an obvious difference. Uh, do know this about Mammoth. We are always just using the freshest product we can. And there is differences through every harvest for these people. And I mean, and so when you can taste it, like in the flower, you're absolutely going to taste it in the concentrate. Yeah. Um, so we, like, like Blake said, we try to do our best to make sure that you are getting the experience of what that flower was. And a lot of times, even within the same grower, mm-hmm. uh, that... That, there's some variances. Yeah, there's some variances. Yeah. And, so, and it comes through in the oil. I mean, as, a, as their... The building out, that's to be expected. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They don't. But do we want our cannabis McDonald's? You know, I was in Antigua, Guatemala <laughs> one no. time in this fucking small little mountain village, and they had a McDonald's. And I went in and I got a fish fillet, and it tasted just like the fish fillet that I could get here on, I don't know, whatever, Portland and mm-hmm. some whatever cross street that has a McDonald's. It, it's inc- You know what I'm saying? It's incredible. You can go anywhere, mm-hmm. and McDonald's is McDonald's. They've learned how to just make it all taste the same, no mm-hmm. matter where you are. I don't want that out of no. campus. That yeah. seems lame. Mm-hmm. And, it is and, lame. And soulless. There's no specialty. Right. There's it's, no passion. Like yeah. you said, it's, it's soulless. like a dumbed-down version of it, too. Mm-hmm. Like coffee, Starbucks, tastes the same everywhere. Yes. Not that good everywhere, but I mean, it's... You hear that, Starbucks, if you're listening? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's we do. Of course, Starbucks. Stations, but like, you know what I'm saying? That when, when people uniform... Make a product uniform, it just seems to lose a lot of its... Yeah, like I said, it loses its soul. And, like, cannabis is so soulful mm-hmm. that why would we try to strip it? I and love that. That's yeah. what, I mean, again, that's, well said. that's distillate. Yeah. It's soulless. I mean, it has its place, though. Like it, Blake, like, Blake is Blake loves <laughs> to defend, but it's fine. It's he's he's right. It I has thought you were going to say I love distillate. It probably has its place in that there may be somebody who has a condition that they need instant relief, and maybe a full spectrum product. Maybe it does not do that for them. I or can edibles, see that. Or, or the economy. Not everyone can afford um, every product on the market. Mm-hmm. Like, That's very right. Yes. Distillate products are usually cheaper and so like it makes mm-hmm. um it, it you know i'm just not gonna say that it's not for anybody yeah. and, and good no, i respect that good yeah no you. and i agree with that because we do have patients at the dispensary who respectfully mammoth doesn't work for them because their pain is so high and they need that instant like high really fast and they're not head high but their body feels like that's why they different that's why mammoth is two people you got me over here. I'm a loose cannon. Blake, he brings me back down. He says, no, Derek. You always no. have to have, that's a good, that's a, that's a good that's balance. balance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, same in food, like with food. You know, not everybody, If sure, everyone should eat super healthy food, but yeah. not everyone's going to eat on this planet if everybody, Yeah, you know, I feel that. Word. Subsidized grains have their place. So here's my last question. 
What? Let's get into subsidized oh grains God. first. <laughs> actually, let's. Can we go back we to did subsidized grains? A drink grains. like five minutes ago, so that's maybe why we're now uh, to subsidized we're going grains. on little like uh, what? tangents. Um, what is a stigma that you would like to see changed that really irks you? I mean, just that cannabis is bad. I think at this point, right? Yeah, right. there's other stigmas with it, but like I don't know. Like well, there's other stigmas, but unfortunately, Saba, there are people who help to sometimes keep that stigma going. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. That's yeah, like, it is. That's like anything you know, yeah. on this planet, right? The Karens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Karens. <laughs> there is a, we need to figure out a name for somebody in cannabis who basically is that. They're the person who 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 is that um, that stigma. They're, they're that personified thing of what... Um, some of our grandparents, I don't even think our parents anymore. My parents Mm -hmm. were, you know, like children of the sixties. They graduated in 1969. Like they're not, you know, but probably like my grandparents, um, yeah, it doesn't matter what you say to my grandmother. She's just not going to hop on the old cannabis, you know, bandwagon. She sure helped mine though, man. I think hmm. CBD brought a lot of older generations around the Canada. For sure. That, yeah. CBD, mm-hmm. Great thing to say. That's true. I very much agree I think with that. that changed a lot of older generations' opinions. Yeah, I definitely Yeah, agree. my grandma does snort CBD now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Damn it, Derek. <laughs> she can run the mile in like six minutes. And that is the She's problem with the stigma. <laughs> She's laying down six-minute miles. <laughs> Her knees never hurt. Snorting lines of just powdered <laughs> CBD. CBD. She's killing it, living her best life. Guys, do not, guys, do not try that at home. No, absolutely. This is all joke, joke. No, she's old. Like she's earned the right to snort (laughs) anything she wants. Whatever gets her going. Yes, after eighty-five, you're allowed to snort whatever you want. But everyone else, do not try this at home. (laughs) I repeat, the eighty-five and under crowd, don't try this at home. Eighty-five and over. Yeah, maybe you should go Very broad. That's awesome. I love that. Well, guys, I think this wraps up our episode for today. Uh, Derek and Blake, thanks so much for being here with us and just like taking time to like hang out and talk all things cannabis. We really appreciate you guys. This is a great convo. Y'all we didn't really? get off on too many tangents. Oh, no. no I think it's long-winded stories. Tangents are okay. good sometimes. Tangents are good, yeah. I do feel like when you go back in the editing process, though, I'm seeing it says 45 minutes. I feel like you're going to get, like, 20 minutes. No, I think we'll get a lot more than that, actually. And you're yeah. going to say, yeah. this other guy's had to be trash. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> definitely not trash. I'm definitely sure you kept not. everyone on their toes. Yeah, for sure. Definitely kept me on mine. Thank you guys so much. And Thanks as for having us. Yes. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Cannabis Hangout. And as always, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season 1 of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.